It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's great to have you all out there listening. I'm Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan. I'm an author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. I met this week's guest whilst attending the Catalyst Conference in London earlier this year. If any of you want to know what happened there, then you can listen to my takeaways from that in episode 47. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Tim Thorpe is co-founder and head of marketing and sales at Snakehive, an online only and piggyback business selling premium mobile phone cases. They sell via marketplaces and their own online store and sales split about 50-50 between them. They currently have over a thousand SKUs and all products are their own designs. They started selling online at Snakehive in 2011 and currently process over 7,000 orders a month. Hi, Tim. Hi, Chloe. Thanks very much for having me on. It's great to have you here. So I've just given our listeners a really quick overview of you and your business and where you're at at the moment. But how did you get started off in e-commerce? So I actually um, got into e-commerce a a few years ago now when um, my brother, father and I, um, we basically started selling a couple of sort of unbranded phone accessories part time on eBay. Um, we started on a, on a shoestring budget. Uh, I think it was about £80 we spent just getting some budget products in, in from China. And then the proceeds of that just being reinvested back into more stock. Um, at that point, we sort of began to see how quickly uh, the e-commerce industry was actually growing. Um, I, I actually left a job in, in banking. Um, and, we, and we built the necessary skills to really um, negotiate with the suppliers and grasping that basic gist of e-commerce. We then, the three of us, developed this, this vision to sort of source a bit more unique premium products with more of our own input into the, the design elements. Um, and hence, the Snake High brand was born to, to serve those customers after more premium, unique um, and naturally sourced products. So it's very much been product first for you guys. Very much so. We, and um, sort of touched the product. And yeah, exactly. That's what we, what we thought was right. And you, so you spent the time selling via the marketplaces to learn the ins and outs of getting the right product. And then it worked so well, you were like, we need to go direct. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you've got a lot more um, sway over the branding and what you can do with it when you're, when you're going direct. And you can really create it your own um, rather than it just being another, another product on, on a marketplace. Um, and that's what we really wanted to do with, um, when, when we sort of came up with Snakehive. I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to get you on the show is because I think a lot of people out there will be going mobile phone cases. They're on every street corner, but you've really found a way to differentiate in that market and build a brand around it. So do you want to tell everyone a little bit about, about your product and the inspirations behind them? Yeah, yeah we'd love to. Um, so, so currently our, our product sourcing, well, as I said, it started out, um, like you say, the sort of the same generic phone cases that you find on every street corner. Um, but then we realized, actually, that the people wanted a bit more than that. They wanted something a bit more unique. They wanted higher quality materials. So we actually um, spent a long time sort of sourcing. And, and we looked elsewhere from, from China um, to try and find sort of better quality, high quality materials and high quality leathers and, and natural woods um, as well. Uh, but we also wanted to keep them at, at the reasonable prices because we didn't want to go to sort of a very high end uh, designer brand. We, we really wanted to be able to sell the products at a price where where um, they'll be able to get exposure on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have an expensive marketing budget to sort of put our, our prices up. And 
And um, we, the main thing is we, we then got great remarks from customers saying they'd have happily expected to pay a lot more for the quality of products um, they actually receive from us. So because you, you go in for kind of natural materials um, that, that make it look like kind of like a bespoke, very high-end phone case. Yes, yeah, the, the sourcing we do, and, and we um, one of the, our, our main ranges, actually, the, the leather's used in them, it's very raw leather, um, and it, it does make it look very premium, um, and it's, it's definitely sort of a bit more unique from anything out there on the, um, on the marketplaces at the moment. Okay, cool. So uh, which marketplaces are you using at the moment? Um, so currently, the main two we use are Amazon, um, and we also did a little bit on eBay, and we were actually on Rakuten, um, where we were doing a few sales, but actually they've just announced that they're going to be closing their UK marketplace, which is a bit of a setback for us um, due to all the sort of time you allocate onto the marketplace. Yeah. Launching. Yeah, it, it's not easy to get started on one, is it? So it's like, oh, great, thanks. All that time and effort. We were just getting it working. And then yeah, you and go... it was just getting the sales. We just developed all of our, our marketing on there and suddenly um, shutting it. So I think that's one of the, the key things with the marketplaces is you are completely in their control. I mean, they, they can limit what you do with the brand, what you sell. They can shut down at any minute. So I think it's really important. That's why we wanted to move away from the marketplaces and actually really focus on our own website where we have that control, we have the brand, and we can really tell the story um, with our own marketing. So what's, the, what's your website platform then? So we, we're um, actually using um, Shopify, which is great. Um, I, I love it. It's um, so easy to use. It's really easy to sort of add new products to. Um, and a lot of the design elements are just built for you. So there's a little sort of technical know-how there. I, that's, you've just outlined many of the reasons I love Shopify. And if anyone listen, listening is thinking of starting up on Shopify and they want to get a really good deal, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify. And of course, one of the great things about Shopify is all the widgets and plugins. So Tim, what, what are your kind of top one or two plugins that you're using? Well, for us, um, it has to be, we have actually have a um, sort of unlimited upsell app. So what it does is it, um, it's an upsell which um, allows us to sort of upsell um, any sort of product we want on top of the other ones. And um, it just really helps our sales because uh, if you're selling someone something, you might as well sell them something else. It's a really easy app to use. Um, so I really, really recommend sort of a, an upsell widget. If, um, so is that, is that literally if someone's going for a wooden iPhone case, then you upsell them to a leather? Uh, or you try and sell them both. Or we also do oh. a couple of our sort of the non. We also do a couple of other accessories. So we, we started in, in tempered glass purely for this reason: is that we, we sell sort of um, these glass screen protectors to offer that um, as an upsell. Um, because if someone's buying a leather phone case, but they might also be interested in in another product as well on top of that. But it's more that those sort of smaller accessories rather than another case as such. Oh, cool. So you, you literally bought in the other accessories in order to give you something to upsell. Exactly, yeah. Nice. So we almost built our, built our product sourcing. I mean, it's a very small part of the business around um, the app um, itself, which is, um, which is probably quite unusual, I imagine. <laughs> so you got the app and then you went, oh, we need something to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, yes, yeah. I like that. Uh, is there another key widget you're using that you want to give a plug to? Um, I mean, a lot of this is so much about product reviews. Um, so we, we've gone through a few sort of review, product review um, uh, sort of apps. And uh, the one we're using at the moment, which seems to do the job quite well, it's quite clean. It's reviews.co.uk. Um, and it's they're really clean reviews. And on the product level as well, we find people do actually read them as well. So making sure you have some sort of review um, 
app in there is, is really important. I couldn't agree with you more. So thank you for that one. Uh, so uh, what we have missed out so far is, is, I guess everyone's already worked out you're from the UK, but where whereabouts are you selling to? Which countries? Um, so we, well, countries, we're just mainly in the UK. We do a, do a bit in the marketplaces in the rest of the world, but we're about 90% is the UK, um, just because it's so, so much easier to be able to sell to the UK first and then sort of look at... Um, going internationally and and that is something we we are going to be looking at more and more um, and I'm sure we might touch upon that later but we are primarily the UK um, and focused on our website. Cool and you mentioned that your team there's obviously the three of you founders yourself your brother and your dad what what does the rest of the team look like? Um, So we very small team so there's six of us um, who are sort of uh, here most of the time Um, we've got a couple of people just helping picking packing phone um, phones um, and then we often have people in, um, we have to have a lot of friends and sort of specialists in as well um, on a sort of temporary basis, um, which really allows us to sort of um, utilise their skill bases and develop what we do with, with, with sort of friends and specialists is we, we try and develop certain areas of the business that we wouldn't have been able to develop ourselves. Um, and being in such a say, phone case is such a competitive industry, sort of any advantage you can get, um, it does become so important. So we've sort of used that as one of our um, competitive advantages there. So there's there's the three of you founders plus three other helpers most yes. of the time. And then you bring in an expert when you need to do a certain project. Whenever, Yeah, whenever we look at um, any projects, any sort of specific marketing or branding, we might look at bringing someone in sort of for a couple of weeks, um, a bit longer, maybe helping out with photography as well. Um, sort of that sort of thing, basically. Um, wherever we can this is kind of around the branding photography marketing area yeah all those sort of um yeah that sort of area oh nice so uh what do you think is the most awesome thing about your business right now oh um i mean it's it's great operating being in such a fast-moving industry um and e-commerce i I love e-commerce especially the marketing side it's always moving so fast um so for me there's always something new to be to be doing or researching um, which makes the whole business really exciting. Um, but at the same time, it's quite nerve wracking to think what we're doing <laughs> now actually probably won't be working for us this time next year. So we're always trying to keep up to date with, with what's going on, what sort of, what's happening out there in the marketplace, what, what, what sort of new technology we can use and whether that actually matters for, for the business we're running, um, which is really, really exciting. Um, on top of that, the, the ability to really design um, and innovate and source products um, and brand them the way we want is is a great thing um, as well so there's some exciting things on the horizon then for, for in terms yes. of product design that you're able to share or is it all very hush hush it's, it's a little bit hush hush uh, <laughs> you surprise <laughs> me <laughs> in terms of the, the product design itself um, we, we'll probably be we're looking to the, the few more sorts of product releases just before Christmas uh, but we're keeping them under under the wraps for now so so I guess um Keep up if you're interested in, in in what we're going to be releasing, but that won't be coming up uh, coming up to the Christmas period. I fair enough. If I was you, I wouldn't tell me either. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Tim, what's on the radar and the to do list at the moment? Um, it's a great question. I think we're always asking ourselves actually what what is the most important thing to be doing. Um, we, as I say, we really want to sort of uh, do a bit more branding, marketing the the end product. So we're, we're looking at um, and we're starting out doing a bit more email marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're currently working on sort of a lot of the content, the imagery um, around sort of a, a welcome sequence, a bit about the brand. 
Um, and we're, we're hoping to have that all running out um, just in the, again in the run up to Christmas um, and have that all sort of automated and set up. But at the moment, we're still on that sort of content generation sort of phase of it. Um, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, what, what, and what else is on the radar? Because I've got that sparked a whole pile of questions for me, but, uh, but I'll let uh, you finish your list first. Yeah. And so, so with that, again, it's social media. Um, we've sort of let that, we've not been as proactive as, as we want to be on, on social media. So what I'm trying to do is find more and more of my time to be able to really develop our social media presence. Um, I think one of the hardest things about social media is it's often quite time consuming um, and difficult really where to know where to start. Um, so what, what sort of platforms is right for my product? Should I be on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram? And to be able to do all at once is uh, really difficult. So we're starting to think actually a bit more about how we go approach it, what, what sort of sites we're going to be using and what sort of content we're going to be getting out there. So they're the two sorts of main marketing things we're, we're sort of looking at um, on, the, on the to-do list. Cool. So uh, I'm going to come back to a couple of questions on both of those now. So you said about the email systems and the content side of that. Which software are you using? Um, so we're playing around with our MailChimp at the moment, which is really again, really easy to use. Um, and it's, it's quite a it's very user-friendly um, and it, it helps sort of generate a lot of the um, putting together the emails. So we're actually just putting together a bit of the content in there. And it also allows to do a lot of automation as well, the, better, the basic stuff, um, because we're not ready to go to sort of a very advanced email system or one of the top end ones straight away. So that, that's what we're using um, at the minute. Well, from what I've seen in the industry, if you get a welcome sequence up, you're ahead of most of the gang anyway. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be there in a few months then. That's the, uh, yeah. No. I know on welcome sequences, a lot of our listeners and the others I speak to really struggle with how to get started with it. So have you got a couple of couple of tips as you're partway through the build, build process of how you've gone about choosing what to put in there and, and how to kind of kick it off? Yeah, I mean, what, we, what we're trying to do is really we're trying to define ourselves and what, what we're about and what we're selling and why we're different and unique. Um, so we're, we're trying to keep it all about the, the products, why, why we're different, our, our philosophy almost and really go with that focus um so i think the main thing is to to sort of define the brand what you're about why what you're doing differently and then just try and get that across in the welcome sequence um rather than using it to to do everything at once um i think you want to make people aware of what you're doing um and that's what we're trying to go down with the welcome sequence is just giving a bit of people an idea of, of what are what we're about um i'm so glad you said that because i was partly just going bracing myself and hoping you were going to give give a really good answer to go oh please don't let him say sell 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 please don't <laughs> let him say sell 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 no i mean there's nothing we've uh, we leave sort of the sell it we, we've we've done that in the past we keep that to maybe the um black friday the, those events but the welcome sequence is that it's definitely not about selling for us and we're we're not sort of doing any sort of in in the content and the um the sequencing we're building we're not having any sort of hard selling um one bit um Cool. And and are you beefing up the content on the website to support the welcome sequence, or are you just treating it as a standalone series um, of content? We will sends? be using, yeah, as the content comes and we've finalised it, we will be. We're looking to sort of build out the blog on there um, and and um, sort of update our about us page on the website. So they go hand in hand because there has to be that um, they have to be, be saying the same thing basically. So we don't want the welcome sequence to be saying something completely different to the website. So we're going to be making sure that any of the content we're, we're sort of generating mainly to get started with email marketing also is reflected on, on the website as well. I think, yeah, it's a very good point. Cool. And um, 
on the social media side of things then what's which which platforms are you thinking of going for have you got to that point yet? Or are you still very we're, much we're in the still, research phase? We're still doing our research. And I would love, I think Instagram as well as what we're looking at, just because of that, because the products, they're, they're quite photographic. People often, if you've got the case, they've got a phone, uh, they've got a camera nearby. So it's easy to get the sort of the pictures. So we'd like to be on very sort of photo, um, sort of fo- photo focused um, social media. Um, I mean, Facebook, I think we'd also have to consider um, because of because of the reach, so they're probably the main two at the minute. But as I say, we, we're sort of still developing what we want to do with social media. So I think that's a bit down the line in terms of um, how we're getting on there. Well, you you're going to have to have a listen to one of the podcasts that's live, which is called which is a, with Lee Wilcox of On the Tools Shop, and yeah. it is just utterly utterly packed with fantastic advice of how they've built their entire business on the back of social media. So I'll make sure I send you a link to that one. Great. And anyone else who wants to have a listen to that one, it's number 60. So you can get hold of that, everybody who's listening. Um, okay, so Tim, if if your plan at the moment, and you've, you've already got to 7,000 orders a month, and you're currently working on email and social media, what have you been doing so far to drive the sales? What have been your, your key areas for that? Um, so as I say, sort of 50% of that comes through the marketplaces, which is very sort of... A, the great thing about the marketplaces is when you put your products out there, the traffic comes automatically, um, which is one of the one of the, the benefits is that you get those orders sort of automatically in the marketplaces. But the other sort of for our own website, um, the, the main a lot of what we've been doing is is Google AdWords actually. Um, it's such a such a powerful tool, and it sort of it generates sales, which then generate more sales because we we, we hopefully when we, we try to track it, we get a lot of people who are buying our products and actually referring us to their friends and actually uh, we get a lot of people saying actually my, my family, my, uh, my brother's bought one of these as well. Um, so we, we try to get quite a lot of direct referrals but a lot of the original traffic's coming from Google AdWords and in particular it's Google Shopping which um, is just so vital um, for mm-hmm. any sort of product business. Um, so that's where a lot of our sort of sales and our traffic does come from. Oh cool, yeah Google Shopping campaigns are just really really good when you get them to work but they do take quite they can take quite a lot of optimization a lot yes I spent <laughs> last year sort of tweaking the content making sure you got the right um in all the the, the feeds uh, making sure that they're optimizing the bids and it does take it does take time and there is a bit of a learning curve but when when it's working um they they can do wonders so i, I can't i can't stress the importance of how how much this help does um and i'm sure if you get it right, it's, it's going to be um, it's going to work for a lot of other businesses as well. Definitely. And um, and you mentioned there you try and get business through referrals. Is there anything you do to encourage the customer to tell other people? Uh, yes, yeah, so I probably shouldn't disclose everything. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. If, if it's if it's trade secrets, I'm not expecting that. But if there's you know if there's a if there's maybe one tip you could share. A little one, a less important one, maybe? Um, yeah, everything that's going out. Um, so we've got so many orders going out. So we, we basically um, make sure that we, we put in um, flyers, basically telling people to refer their friends, giving them a small discount code, um, and making sure that they really stand out when they open the package, um, which we, we actually track because we've got a code in there. And that works quite well at just making sure um, we're telling people to refer. They're getting that extra benefit of, of um, for referring. Um, and that's a great way. I mean, if you're sending sending product out, you should always be um, using the marketing sort of that you're sending out anyway to, 
to offer something else. So that's the one way we're sort of trying to, um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, look, I'm not going to push you for any more on that. But uh, but yeah, I, I totally agree. Anyone who isn't sending out something that says something nice about their business, whether it's an offer, a discount or a request to do something in the parcels is missing a massive trick. It's just obvious, really. Yes. Um, she says, sounding, you know, slightly, slightly defeatist. Um, so the the snake hive guarantee I wanted to ask you about, because it's quite clear on your website that you go to some pretty great lengths on the customer service side of things. There's the snake hive guarantee. There's the same day dispatch before 4 p.m. Were those yeah. things you wanted to do from day one or was it customer feedback that led you to or, you know, a customer activity and behavior that led you to put customer service so front and center of, of what's going on on that site? Well, I think we understood from sort of back right at the start, we understood how important sort of customer service was from day one, um, that you've got to get the customer service right. You've got to make people feel they're getting a good deal. They've got to have um, a great product, um, a great offering from day one. So we focused on customer service in particular straight away. Um, and then we built in actually we thought, well, people want the same day dispatch. So we, we changed all of our processing. We, we negotiated with the, 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 um, uh, the carriers to come a bit later. So we could actually offer that later dispatch time. Um, and it, it has been from day one, we've really focused on customer service. We, we really focused on got a few people who really know what they're doing in, in customer service because it is so important to get right um, and really offer um, sort of top quality customer service. And I think that's, kind of also what's helped stand us apart from all these other these other sellers who are doing who are selling very similar products to us um it has been one of the the usps that we've been able to develop um which with things like the snake hive guarantee sort of giving the customer that extra peace of mind um, when purchasing and you just want to run through for people what the snake hive guarantee actually is yeah, so if there's any, any problem with um, any product you buy from Snake Hive, um, we offer um, a three-month um, sort of no quibble, so long as it's a technical problem with the case, um, and it can be returned straight back for a, re- um, a replacement. Um, it's so straightforward, the returns process. But we, we, we found that on a lot of marketplaces that people weren't offering any sort of guarantee, so things would break and go wrong and, and people would, uh, sellers would sort of just say, actually, I, I'm not responsible for this. I'm not, I, I, I've sold it. That's it. But actually for us, the, uh, the transaction doesn't end when we sold you the product. It's actually, we'll, we'll guarantee that it's more than just uh, that sale. It's, it's actually the aftercare and the customer service we'll offer people down the line as well. So it's because of the marketplaces you've put the brand name in the guarantee name. It, exactly. It's one of the reasons. Yeah. Ah, cool. Okay. Right. Well, Tim, I think I've kind of dragged enough information out of you and, you know, tried to do, try, you know, try to give away all your secrets that it's time we go into the top tips round so you can kind of relax a little bit, hopefully now. <laughs> um, and oh, obviously I'm not trying to make you share secrets, just in case anyone's thinking, God, does she always do this? No, no, I don't. I promise. I promise. Uh, it's, so it's time for the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Tim, are you happy for us to dive into the top tips? Yes, of course. Excellent. Well, first up is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Um, I recently read a book, Rework, um, which is really good. It's by Jason uh, Freed and David Hansen. Well um, remembered. Yes, yeah. I was quite recent, but it, it's a really good book, really 
like reading. It focuses on the way sort of to be more productive, um, and there's sort of a lot of great advice there for any sort of any size business. So I really recommend that. Excellent. And the traffic top tip: which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, as I, as I mentioned before, that's not new for us. It's, it's Google Shopping um, and Google AdWords, but Google Shopping in particular. Um, with, with enough sort of testing, trialing, um, monitoring how it's doing, it, it, I think it can bring anyone a lot of traffic. Just it needs that time to sort of build it up and, and develop it. So it has to be Google Shopping for, for us. Excellent choice. Uh, the tool top tip then. This might be a, collab- a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day? One of the one of the sort of challenges I face daily is actually try to remember sort of lots of uh, different passwords for so many usernames and passwords and things. So I actually just have a very little tool um, that sort of locks them all in a, a big database. It's really secure. Um, and I, I'm really thinking about it. I couldn't live without that um, just because I'd, I'd spend my whole life doing password resets. Um, so that's, it's called KeyPass um, and it's, it's free and it's completely open source. Um, so if you have a problem with, with passwords and logins and things, uh, it's worth checking that out. I think that's that's the first password tool we've had mentioned on the podcast, which amazes me because anyone who works in online marketing has so many passwords to try and keep track of. Um, <laughs> exactly, and that, that's that's there is a lot of little tools we use, but for me, that's the sort of the biggest um, yeah, challenge I face, and I think that has really helped um, just manage it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's a great recommendation. Uh, the startup top tip then. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Um, if possible, really try and sort of start something up you really have a passion for. Um, I think you have a lot you have a lot more to write about um, and you get that sort of competitive start straight away. Um, so I think it have, make sure you have a passion for it. Um, but obviously first you've got to make sure that there is actually a demand for your passion uh, because it has to be to be viable as well. But that's the sort of tip I give. Really, another another great piece of advice. So, Master Plan World, you can find the top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 65. That's the number six and the number five. I've got one last top tips question for you, Tim. If your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running? I think, I think it would have to be sort of a small e-commerce technology company. Um, and being able to design and develop like the apps and the plugins for, for e-commerce stores um, and brands that really need them, um, especially sort of things for, for Shopify. Um, partly because sort of there's a lot of challenges. We, as you can imagine, we have a lot of physical stock, um, which really slows down the speed that we're able to do anything or take advantage of new opportunities. Um, so I, I think it would be sort of a small tech, e-commerce tech company um, but I imagine um, it's a very different skill set that I'd need um, for that to ever become a reality. I'm, I'm glad you said it's because of the stock. <laughs> when, you, when you said, uh, uh, you know, soft, software, I was like, is this because of stock? <laughs> is it because he wants to escape? <laughs> it usually stock? is, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a blessing and a nightmare stock. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it's great to work with, but actually it's, it does slow things down when we, we try and do anything or you try and rebrand, you've got your stock there which really does hold you hold you down a bit um, and your stock's quite small and compact as well 
yes. So I can imagine <laughs> with large sort of items, it can be even more of a... Uh... Even more of a challenge. <laughs> okay, right. Well, Tim, before we say goodbye, would you like to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Yeah, so you can find us at our website, which is www.snakehive.co.uk, which is S-N-A-K-E-H-I-V-E. Um, and we're also on Facebook, um, at facebook.com forward slash snakehive. Um, you might also be able to find us on some of the marketplaces, but um, we, we actually have better customer service and everything else on our website. So please get up first. <laughs> nice <laughs> plug. okay tim um that's brilliant and i'll add links to all of that and everything else in the show notes masterplan world you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 65 or just go to the website click on the podcast tab or use the search box tim thank you so much for being on the ecommerce masterplan podcast today and for letting slip a couple of little little nuggets and some and lots of really really good advice about your experience in the world of e-commerce thank you great thank you very much for having me on chloe what a fantastic loads of tips and advice from Tim from such an interesting business. Let's face it, none of us would, I wouldn't have thought many of us would want to enter into the, the competitive world of mobile phone cases. But Tim and his, his uh, family have clearly found a way to make it really work for them. Um, as one of our subscribers, if you're enjoying this episode and others of the e-commerce master plan podcast, please do share it with your e-commerce friends, Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee or a pint. I don't mind. Just let them know about it so they can get tapped into these, these great interviews as well. Earlier in the year, we published my brand new book, Customer Manipulation. And right now you can get the first chapter totally for free at customermanipulation.com. So head over there and get started today. Have a great week, everyone, and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.